miss our real lives, I think we've missed everything. Like, mm. if we if we miss the real people in our real lives and our real day-to-day experiences, I don't care what we do. I think it's 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 bound to be hollow because I think we are we live in the places we live, we work in the places we work for a purpose. Like there's a reason behind that and if I think that we always need to dig in there first. And then God can do with that whatever he's going to do with that. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to invite you in to yet another conversation with a purpose seeker. My name is Anna Nash, and just the other day, I had a chance to sit down with my friend Sophie Hudson, who you might know as Boo Mama. We had a great conversation about how to integrate faith with everyday life. Sophie is one of the most relatable people I know. She brings a sense of humor and a welcoming spirit to many people encouraging them to seek the Father in everyday life. So listen to this conversation today. Be encouraged and inspired to go out and do all that God is calling you to do with your gifts as well. Don't forget there's show notes at the end that give you some scriptures where you can personally process some of the principles that we talk about. Thank you, and here's the conversation. Hey y'all, this is Anna Nash. I'm the director of Beacon People. We are all about coming alongside you and encouraging you and equipping you to use your gifts and your story and your history um, as you find God's purposes for you in this world. And today, I'm really, really excited about this conversation. We've had some really sweet, fun conversations, but today I'm most excited about introducing you to my dear friend, um, Sophie Hudson. Hey, Sophie. Hey, Anna. <laughs> so, so many of you might know Sophie, I don't know how you feel about this, as Boo Mama, <laughs> which actually, why don't we just jump in right there? <laughs> where, where did that come from? So, when I started a blog, our son Alex was little. He was uh-huh. two, I think, and his nickname was Boo. And my husband David and I had this thing we did because we had lived in South Louisiana they drop the apostrophe S a lot of times in like the super like deep parts of Cajun country that have that French tradition. And we were always super entertained by it. So they would say like Anna House or Anna Lamp or whatever. And so <laughs> it became Alex was Boo, I was Boo Mama. We would go get Boo Bottle. And so when I had to name my blog, I just thought I'll just name it Boo Mama because that was just a little nickname that we. I love it. Okay, so that really would be Boo's Mama. Yeah, was yeah. Instead of Boo's Mama, it was Boo Mama. And so, I think maybe now you know maybe I would have chosen. I just used my name, but that was the internet was sort of mysterious back then. You know, we were all sort of apprehensive that <laughs> it felt weird to it just felt be weird. out there in personal ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Well, um, so we were just laughing because I told Sophie she doesn't have to think about her grandmother name. She's not a grandmother yet, but I am. And you know, if you're a grandmother, you think long and hard, but hers is just given. So sorry, you're going to have to be Boo Mama, regardless of what you want to be. Thank you. So anyway, um, so the way that I met Sophie, y'all, well, let me just tell you. So what Sophie does is she's done all kind of things she's going to tell you about, but mainly what she's doing right now 
is um, writing and podcasting and maybe a couple of events where she's speaking here and there. I don't know if she wants me to say that or not, but um, the way that I met Sophie, I think originally was through a private Christian high school in our area where Sophie originally was a teacher. And so my kids had her as a wonderful teacher and I started hearing them talk about this teacher named Miss Hudson, Miss Hudson, Miss Hudson. And Janie, my daughter, was just like, Mom, she's like the coolest. And, oh, and I'm like, listen. who is this woman? And I was so delighted to finally meet her one day and realize that all the things that my children had said were true. Um, one story that I would love to share with you from that moment that maybe my first really interpersonal relationship with her, maybe a little bit deeper than just a parent and a teacher, was one of my kids, um, his name is Harris, was going off on a missions trip. And he was one of her students at the time. And she happened to be at Starbucks one day and Harris walked in and she called him over and said, Harris, tell me about your missions trip. He was going to Rumford, England to lead worship for a youth group with a couple of other high school guys. And um, Harris sat down and shared with her all about his missions trip. And um, she ended up giving him a little financial support in that moment. I don't even know if you remember that, but he walked in the door. He's like, Mom, like she's my teacher. Like, do you think she does that for every student? She must be very wealthy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> know. Anyway, so that was just like very touching to me that a teacher oh. would do that. And then my second little story, which will kind of get us into Sophie sharing about what she's doing right now in her journey, was um, I, I bumped into her on probably aisle three at Publix one night when my husband had been in an accident. He's okay. But I was a mess. I was a ever-living mess. Like, I didn't care who I saw. If I vaguely recognized them, I needed to cry on their shoulder. And Sophie was there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, listen to what just happened to us. And, and I'm just like, she's like, just pray, carry on, just keep going. And the next morning, I had an email that she had sent me um, a CC, the new CC Wine and CD on iTunes. And I'm like, she did not do that. And I listened to that music so much. So give the gift of music. Sophie did it for me. So enough about my stories um, about Sophie. Y'all need to hear about her journey and her path. So Sophie, tell us a little bit, maybe from um, school on, okay. where the Lord has taken you. So I always loved to write my whole life. And the way that I thought that would play out was that I would be a teacher because it just seemed like, you know, I'm Gen X, not a risk taker. You know, you just do the, the, the practical thing. And so uh, when we moved to Birmingham, I had been teaching for a few years, but that was the first time that I had really like primarily taught English. And so I was, that was just what I was doing. I, I was teaching English and, um, you know, figuring out how to, to love the kids. And, um, but just a couple of years after we got here, well, maybe like four or five years after we got here, I started the blog that we mentioned. And it was one of those things when I started that, and I remembered how much I loved to, to write, it just felt like something clicked. It just felt like it just was different. It was, uh, it, it felt a little bit like, oh, is this the thing that I'm supposed to do? But, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what does that even look like, you know? And so I continued to teach. And then about my, I think my 13th or 14th year at school, the woman who had had a job called Women's Advisor, um, where she worked primarily with the high school girls, was getting ready to retire. And she called me in her office and she, she had seen me in the hall a lot with kids and I'm um, just in a lot of different conversations with kids. And she said, would you be interested in doing this job? And and because the writing part of my life had picked up, it was super appealing to think about doing that and not having to grade papers. And so I shifted into that 
that job the next year. And I did that for seven years. And um, over the course of those... Wow, seven, seven years. Seven years. So, but over the course of those seven years, the the writing part of my life got busier. The speaking part of my life got busier. The podcasting part of my life got busier. And so, I think I, I probably knew deep down that when our son graduated, that that would be it for me. That I would leave, you know. But I ended up leaving a couple of years earlier, earlier than I had planned. And so now I write and podcast, and I, I forgot about the speaking part, but I do, I do speak at different places. Um, <laughs> and so I get to live kind of this creative life that I never thought could be how you, you know, live, really. Yeah. I didn't know that that was an option, but here and we then, are. And then comes Instagram, so there's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so there's Instagram, and, and really the podcast is probably the, the most surprising thing because... That was just something my friend Melanie and I started doing on just a total whim. But how did you know Melanie, your podcast we met partner? Through, we met through blogging. We met, she left a comment on my blog. We both had only children. We both had husbands who were self employed at the time. We both, we just kind of connected. She'd gone to Texas AM, I'd gone to Mississippi State. She left a comment and I responded. And then we just started reading each other's blogs, but she lives in Texas and I live in Alabama. And so that is really cool. I love that. Well, um, so I, I, as I hear you, so just speak a little bit towards the last year of your life. Like okay. you, you, were, you stepped away from the school right? and stepped into a new season in life after you left this, um, what, what did you call it, girls counselor? Or Yeah, they, I think my title was Dean of Women. Dean of Women. <laughs> no, no, you're so a Dean of Women, I, kind of. Doesn't that sound like I should have worn a robe or yes, something? Yes, yes. But then I was also kind of moving into more of an activities director position, but COVID hit and there were no activities. Uh, so so that, you know, that was a little hitch in things too. But the last year, it's been a big transition. I think that... When you've lived most of your adult life in the company of teenage kids, you know, and you've gotten to serve teenage kids and love teenage kids, and then it's like a flip switches and it's over. And it took me a little while to kind of find the rhythm, I think, of of what my life would be like and what the day-to-day would look like without that routine. My whole adult life, like, I've lived at the mercy of bells, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, there, yeah. There are and, no bells and being at somewhere at... 7 a.m. or yeah, yeah. Wow. that was the that's still the strangest thing is it that I am not up Adam showered and dressed by 6 30 in the morning like that's just the strangest thing to me because it's all I've ever done all I've ever known but. and that paralleled with empty nests for you the yeah. same the time that that happened yeah. then you also transitioned as a yeah. mom yeah wow you, sure. you probably had an identity crisis if well, you don't feel it let me tell you right now if you didn't wow that's a lot of change yeah and I really, like I, I ended up leaving school. I was not at school for Alex's senior year. And okay. I'm really glad it worked out like that because it would, I think it would have put me down. Oh, <laughs> you're like, too much, too much. It, it all happened at one time, but because it was two distinct transitions, but God, there was so much overlap right, in that right. because yeah. the school was sort of at the center of that. Well, wow. yeah, that's a lot. Well, you know, when I think about Sophie, like one thing that we do in the curriculum that we have at at Beacon People called Pathfinder is we get you to text three friends Mm -hmm. and ask them to give you three words that describe you. Okay. And they don't have to be adjectives, just any words at all. And it's really cool to see people get brave to do it. It's a hard thing at first, but to get brave, but then to receive those words. So if I got to choose three words today, 
just like this, I did not even think about this till just this minute. So, okay. um, I would think I love the word personable. Oh, and I think of that as like super relatable and invitational. Like Thank you're just a very personable person. Um, of course, we have to say funny or humorous. <laughs> Sorry, but you're going to get it every time, definitely. But also a Christ seeker. Thanks. So I love how you bring relationships, you draw people in with your humor. You use that as a gift to draw people into who you are. Um, and then you you talk to them you, in the way that you write. I mean, people feel like when they read your words, you're just in the room having a cup of coffee with them. It's an amazing gift of the way that you write. It's so relatable and relational and um, identifiable. People just sit there and then... Then you take it a step further, and all things come back to Jesus, and that just really means a lot to me. So, in light of all of these things, did you ever think of yourself as a creative before you wrote? No, really, no, you no, didn't. No, it actually took. Uh, I would say even after I started the blog, even after I started to do like magazine writing on the side, or even after I think I I wrote a couple of books. I still would not have used the word creative really? to describe me. No. It's only been in the last few years. But I it's like I couldn't identify myself that way. But then when I finally was able to do that, it was it was like, oh, this explains so much to me about myself. Because I think one thing that was going on with me for a long time was because I didn't identify myself as a creative, I didn't prioritize, like, the act of being creative. And how life-giving. And how life-giving it is. Yes, 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 And yes. now I know that if I don't have that, I, like, I just feel like I'm drying up. Like, it is essential. Oh, that's so good. That's really good for me to hear right now. Yeah. Thank you. Even if we weren't recording, <laughs> I needed to hear that. Yeah. yeah. It's like a gift. Yeah, it really is. And I think everybody's creative. Everybody's a creative in different ways. It just, it looks... It doesn't look the same for every person. Some people are super creative with numbers. Some yeah. people are super creative when they get outside and they and what they can do in their gardens. Some people are super creative in terms of what they can envision. You know, they can they can see things that the rest of us don't even know about yet. Mine just happens to be writing or maybe even communicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a good word for but, you, communicator. But golly, I think it's, it, so is it's that, good to know about yourself. A minute ago, you said, um, I just felt that feeling like I just felt something click like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Was that sort of in line with this creative thing going on? You felt it or is that more writing specific? I think it was just, it was, I was, I remember at the time I was doing, uh, we were in a group at our church that was going through the purpose driven life, the Rick Warren book. Yes. And I remember thinking like, oh, is this my purpose? Like, <laughs> and of course all of our like big yes, capital yes. P purpose is to glorify God. Yes. But but I remember thinking, like, oh, is this my thing? I had never thought of myself as a person who had, like, a thing. And I still don't know that I have a thing. But I just knew that the, the process of writing, of putting it out for people to read it, and the fact that people could be encouraged by it yes. felt like something clicked for me. That's really cool. It, so if, you, if someone's listening and they kind of have felt a click like that lately, like, what would your encouragement to be, like, what now? Like, I think I, I think maybe, like, I feel something different. Like, I feel like I'm coming alive in a way mm -hmm. where I've been asleep. Like, what would you say next? I say look for ways to use that in your real life, right where you are. Okay. I think sometimes we, we feel 
uh, you could call it a gifting or we feel a purpose or we feel something like that. And we start to think, okay, well, well what's that going to look like in five years? And we get so bogged down and overwhelmed with trying to strategize that we uh, miss the enjoyment of just the creativity and the moment. So look for ways to do that in your real life. Look for ways to do that in your local church or look for ways to do that thing in the place where you work. But just start to practice it. Oh, that's wonderful. Right where you are. Yeah, I think that's so that's easy. I mean, that's, that's easy. Just very straightforward and you can do it. Guess what? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think get out of your head a little bit about it because... I think when we get in our heads too much about it, and I've done this, it starts to to eat away at the joy of it a little bit. Because then it's, when it becomes a strategy or you get some degree of ambition attached to it, I just think it changes the dynamic of that thing. Not that there aren't times where you don't have to think practically about something, but just the joy of it, it it's your offering every day isn't so, it so isn't how it? how can you use that as an offering in your real life yeah and it's 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 true worship and that sounds so churchy but it's <laughs> it's um in doing that you are showing god that he's worthy for the way that he created you yeah and so absolutely. I, I i love what you're saying because then i think also just weaving that with a prayer of lord show me how to connect this with your kingdom because i think a lot of people may have gifts but like what does this have to do with the kingdom of god we'll just take it and love and bless yeah. and serve and give in whatever capacity your next right. door neighbor all the way to being on stage and speaking to thousands we, yeah. we don't know so, you don't know yeah um another thing that i really like about your story is your ability to um transition from thing to thing so quickly and so easily <laughs> and i think about i don't know how it looks on the other side but on our side it's like wow now she's doing that oh like during the pandemic she did a series about her mom's recipe book and her mom's name is Weeda and she did it on Wednesdays and all of a sudden she's like a cooking channel like Sophie what are you doing Weeda Wednesday you're doing a Deckham cooking channel and we loved it and we were all cooking it oh and I did the um, Mexican pie the the Mexican cornbread yes it's delicious it's so good Mm -hmm. but anyway so people a lot I think a lot of people for some reason in our world including myself we feel like we have to find that one thing right and like if we change again Mm -hmm. people will think we're crazy or Mm -hmm. I'll think I must not have found the right thing because I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, I'm now I'm more excited about this than that. Right. So how would you speak to that in your own life, your freedom to do that? I, I think I just want to live my life. Like I just want to, I want to live life and I want to enjoy it and I don't want to miss something. So when there's an opportunity to try something new or you have a little like aha about something like, why not? I'm not a corporation. Like I don't have to invest Uh, thousands and thousands of dollars into launching some new thing and nobody does really anymore because you got a phone like I just really I think I felt during quarantine (laughs) you got a phone you got a phone that could be the name of your (laughs) book about ministry you got a phone now go do it (laughs) I felt connected to mama it was comforting to me during quarantine to cook her recipes and that was just I don't know that's kind of I guess my whole thing is just I don't have a lot of super academic things to share. I don't have a lot of super theological things to share. Nor I. But where but where real life and faith intersect, I love those places. And so I think when we share those things with one another, it just it I think it lightens everybody's load a little bit. And so I think that's probably what I try to do is just look for ways you can lighten somebody's load. And that may look a lot of different ways depending on, right? you know. Which gets back to that everyday purpose, which, you know, the first two stories I told about you with Harris going on the missions trip 
and with me having to come apart at Publix, like, <laughs> like yes, it was not a come apart, you know. You just had had a rough couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to my point. Um, so it was you made me lose my train of thought because I remember just weeping. <laughs> But anyway, it it comes back to, yes, God's called you to have a pretty large platform. But yet, you are there in the grocery with me in the moment. And that's what I want to say to people. Like, maybe you will have an extra, extra large platform. Maybe you'll have a medium-sized platform. Maybe you're fine. You're a four and you don't want a platform at all. You Mm -hmm. just are fine to do your thing at home. That's that's not a factor Mm -hmm. on whether or not... You are fruitful in the kingdom of God. Right. If we miss our real lives, I think we've missed everything. Like, mm. if we if we miss the real people in our real lives and our real day-to-day experiences, I don't care what we do. I think it's 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 bound to be hollow because I think we are we live in the places we live, we work in the places we work for a purpose. Like there's a reason behind that and if I think that we always need to dig in there first. And then God can do with that whatever he's going to do with that. But Amen. I just think otherwise we we end up chasing something. We might get it eventually, but if the stuff in the real day-to-day is not there, I think it'll be pretty empty. Amen. That's good, good counsel. Um, so as we finish up, one thing I really want to know because I would love the personal encouragement but I think many listeners would like to know this as well Um, as you relate to God through all of this can you share a little bit of what you've learned about God through some of these stories in your life some of his characteristics that especially mean something to you personally or a story or two I know that you you're like me we both relate to God very literally yeah (laughs) And signs and wonders. My mom is always like, look for signs and wonders. Well, I'm a believer, and so is Sophie. So um, you're welcome to share. Um, I've got a few favorites, and I'll suggest some. But I would love to know what the Lord is sort of prompting you with. Yeah, the the main thing, I have found myself in conversations lately a few different times with young mamas. And I feel like, you know, who are, for one reason or another, end up telling me about stuff that's going on with them and how they feel overwhelmed and all that kind of stuff. And I think... One thing that the Lord has really taught me over the last few years is that when he tells us to not fear, he means it. Mm. And so I just like the refrain in my head and the thing that I have shared with these young mamas is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Mm. Like it's, you know, especially if you step out with some new kind of venture or some new kind of creativity or whatever it's vulnerable you know and you feel like you risk being judged and you risk um you what what the world might call a failure although I don't think that that, there's any such animal I think that you know any any risk that's worth taking has got some some good lessons there even if it's not successful by the world Mm -hmm. standards but I think just that God has gifted everybody certain ways for certain purposes we don't have to to be fearful as we use those gifts um and then the other thing i think that has just been such a comfort to me lately that i I feel like i see everywhere in scripture and in real life and in um, relationships just god is kind god is so kind and better to us than (laughs) we could ever deserve Mm. and so Mm -hmm. his kindness um, has been a real encouragement to me over his tenderness 
um, his patience, all those things, I think, um, have been kind of at the front of my mind. That's so dear. And you know, when you're talking about fear, I'm going to link here too. How about that? Okay. Um, when you talk about fear, I'm sitting here thinking about being a young mom and all the, so many things to be worried mm-hmm. about and be fearful about. Um, it, it really is for me when I'm fearful, it's something out there in my future. So it's something you're worried about. Like some people might say to me, okay, let me try to state this better. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm a fearful person. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah. I don't, I really don't feel like a fearful, but do I worry? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do I have anxiety? Yep. Yes. And so if I have worry and anxiety, that means I am afraid of something. So just to define that with the Lord. And the thing that dispels that is your second point, is to better understand his kindness and Mm -hmm. care and provision and protection and providence over my life. That dispels the fear. Yeah. And it helps me to to better look at his kindness helps me learn to trust him. Yeah. Um, and that makes the fear the fear and the anxiety and worry begin to um, go away a little You're bit. Right. Yeah, even as you said that, I thought about how I think for the first five or six years that I was writing, there was a part of me in the back of my head, I don't know where this came from, but it almost felt like God was setting me up for a humbling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Here we go. All these different doors opening and like at some point, just, it's gonna just here comes the humbling. And there was for sure some stuff that I needed to work through. I'm not not trying to be dismissive of that, but but you can trust him as you use the gifts that he's given you. You can yes. trust him. You can trust him. And so that for me has has really changed, I think, how I approach the creative it's not even the creative side of my life, just the the because I feel like all of life kind of is creative, but but as I start different projects or as I get ready to do something new, right? It's more. It feels more like an adventure, yeah. Than when you taste that freedom, yes, yeah, totally. yeah. And it, and it feels free, yeah. So, oh, this has been such an encouraging conversation. So as we finish up, I want y'all to be able to find Sophie. But one one podcast that I would like to drop in the show notes is one of my very favorites. I think it was Storytellers Live. Yes. It was where you talked about so it was really um Sophie's journey into discovering that God had made her a writer. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of my I mean, she has her own podcast and all of those are delightful and funny and encouraging and you'll love listening to her and Melanie B BFS. It's just the cutest, mm-hmm. funnest thing. Um but this was actually on Storytellers Live yes. where you found your purpose in writing. So we're gonna drop that in the show notes. Okay. I'm also going to ask you to share for just a second um about your books. Well, her Instagram is Boo Mama, easy to find. Boo Mama two hundred five because I missed the day of social media school where you're supposed to like have the same name for everything. You're hilarious. <laughs> uh, and for those of you not in Birmingham, two hundred five is our area it's code. It's our area code. It's super original, but that's where <laughs> you we and are. Ruben two hundred five. Okay, and then of course her books, just um, Google or Amazon search, whatever. Sophie Hudson. We'll drop all of that, and she has a website, although she says it needs updating. But well, it's just really podcast show notes. At okay, this point. okay, I yeah. Well, that's well, that's much. just wonderful. So we all just have time to listen in the car. So thank you so much. This has been such a fun day for me. Looking forward to being with you. And hey, thank y'all for listening. And don't hesitate to reach out if you know someone that we could have a conversation with who's truly. Um, found God's purposes. I love how Sophie said a big P purpose and our small P purposes. We want to know who those people are and have conversations with them. So we hope you're encouraged and we thank you so much for shining your light today. Bye y'all. Bye y'all.
Thank you so much for listening to the Beacon People podcast. I'm Christy Merritt, and I have the privilege of working with Marnie Clark and Anna Nash on all things Beacon People. I want to tell you about something new that we're doing every month. It's called Beacon Circle. About 10 to 20 of us gather, and you can come once or come to every single one. We usually do it between 12 and 2, and you can bring your own lunch if you'd like. We start as a large group, and then we split off into smaller groups where we can go deeper and connect ask for resources, talk about an idea we have for maybe a book or a ministry. Some people come and they're looking for a part-time job or volunteer opportunity. All in all, it's a great opportunity to connect, network, and meet new people. Check out beaconpeople.org under events for all the details. Hope to see you there.